You're like knee deep in the Border Boss archives, man. This used to be a small podcast inside of the Kissing Contest podcast, which I recommend you check out. It's not hard to Google, so I'm not going to waste your time. But uh, I used to be inside of it, and now I'm not, I guess. Uh, So this was formerly episode 7. Now it's episode negative 5. Because I'm, you know, playing catch up, trying to slurp all this stuff up to SoundCloud as fast as I can. Uh, So enjoy. Uh, Find me on Twitter at BorderBossRIP or drop me a line at BorderBossEternal at gmail.com. A lot of my friends have way better Sawyer anecdotes than me. I really only have one. We were quite a bit younger. I was a little fatter. Sawyer was the other way. And like you do when you're young, he came along with my band when we played some out-of-town shows. Our fill-in bassist, Scott, fell into some major sleep in the seat in front of me, like Inception, REM, death coma sleep. And Sawyer crept back into the van. He leaned in close to Scott as he slept like the dead. He hovered over him like a Nosferatu, and he smacked his face as hard as I've ever seen anyone smacked in my entire life. Like full arm, full extension, full follow through smack, all the way through to the cheekbone. It was glorious, but not nearly as glorious as the extended deep dark rant that Scott went on after being woken up that way. I probably would have done the same thing, but I didn't have to, because I just got to be a witness. But Scott had known him for a long time, and he had the real dirt, so he just kept digging in with heavy, sinister, real insulting criticism. And he went on that way for like an hour. It was the finest outrage. It was like a pure, hot laser. I never wanted it to end. So Sawyer basically gift-wrapped that memory for me. He can't ever take that away. It's definitely going to be one of the great little visuals that flashes before my eyes just before my body hits the ground. So you can imagine that I was disappointed when he decided to arbitrarily become my enemy just to get back at Podcast Town. Podcast Town where literally one younger boy is mean to him. That's what this is all about. One younger boy is mean to Sawyer on a private Facebook group where half of the traffic is e-commerce spam bots. And in a terrible act of cowardice, he scrambled to find a group that seemed to already be fighting the battle for him. But I have an important update for Sawyer. As a customer service professional, and more importantly, as a man, I'm not afraid to speak to my critics directly. So, we had a chat back and forth, me and all of my critics. And we're all pals now. They still don't really like the show, I don't think. They're not fans. But... The campaign is over. The beef is well and truly squashed. And my harshest critic, the one who had nothing nice to say, even sent me a great Taco Bell memory. So great job, numbnuts. The gang you tried to bring to the rumble had already gone home to eat. Days before you picked this fight. We're all pals, and you're all alone, and nobody likes you. of that Taco Bell memory, uh, Border Boss critic Lance 
wrote in with a memory that I had completely forgotten. It was the Fiesta menu from the 90s, 1991. They put out something called the Fiesta menu, and it featured smaller items for cheap, including a Fiesta taco that was 39 cents. We talked about the Burger Wars taco prices, which were that low, but this was an earlier attempt. They were hoping that you wouldn't spoil your dinner if you ate a taco that was smaller at 2 p.m. Uh, please write to me at borderbosseternal at gmail.com if the concept of spoiling your dinner is still real to you. I don't understand it at all. There is no such thing as being full on a snack from an hour ago. Once food is eaten, it's in my past. It's abstract. It doesn't exist anymore. And it definitely can't hurt me. So Lance wrote in to tell me about a time around 1991 when he visited a Taco Bell just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And a family of Hoosiers, which I assume means they all resembled Gene Hackman, uh, got into a dispute. The daughter was demanding full-size tacos, but the father was seeing that 39-cent opportunity to get her some Fiesta tacos instead. He argued selflessly on behalf of family thrift, whereas she represented the unbridled id, demanding a full share of two full-size tacos, whether she deserved it or not. Of course, eventually mother joins in and comes down on the side of the daughter. Just imagine the scene, a whole family engaged in a pitched battle over, let's say, generously, maybe two additional ounces of taco. They fought and fought, and finally the father broke down. He acquiesced and gave her two full-size tacos, and he turned around to his daughter and he said, You'd better eat them, goddamn talkers. It's probably really strange to live in a part of the country where everybody is Gene Hackman. If you ask me, everything west of Buffalo is basically just a myth. But thanks for that memory, Lance. It actually reminded me that probably a little bit later than that, uh, Taco Bell rolled out the light menu. So they tried a small menu, and then they tried a light menu, where they put like fat-free cheese and fat-free beans, you know, all this lighter weight stuff. And it was well before the fresco thing. And they might have even tried to roll out that drive-through diet concept that you could, you know, lose weight by just eating all your meals at Taco Bell from this light menu. And I was a fat kid, so I really thought this was the path and just started doubling up, you know, eating six or seven light chicken tacos just to really spark that metabolism uh, lightning bolt and start losing weight in a, in a hurry. This week, I've been working on some stress reduction. It's very stressful to be the border boss. It's very stressful to be the boss of anything, let alone the entire border. One of the recommended tactics is to eat mindfully. Eat a meal mindfully. I decided to go in there and order something new, the habanero nacho quesarito and a Meximel. I ordered that and realized too late that I could have gotten one of those PlayStation boxes and probably won a goddamn PlayStation. So that's some major opportunity cost. And then I grabbed all the different sauces and then I sat down. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to eat mindfully, I'm going to taste each one of these sauces. I'm going to open each pack and figure out what the hell is going on in each of these packs once and for all. And you know, I'm not some scrub teen in dirty sneakers and a drive through records t-shirt. I'm a scrub adult in a Bathory t-shirt. So when I get up to scrub things in public, people don't generously assume that I'm making a funny YouTube video or that I'm up to some kind of cool antics or that I'm just another carefree teen going through some changes. People feel bad. They feel ashamed and embarrassed, and they retreat into their own skin 
So I was sitting there opening up the packets and squeezing them onto my finger or my tongue and tasting, just really tasting the contents of each packet. So let's get down to brass tacks. Mild sauce, you got to be shitting me. You might as well just have an old neighbor spit on your food. There's no flavor in there. There's no point. There's no point to anything you do. Pull the plug. Hot sauce. <laughs> now we're talking, all right? Now you want your food to taste a little bit like something. You like that vinegar. But you get GERD really bad, am I right? So easy on the spice, am I right? Fire's the real choice. Fire's the real League of Legends, the real breakfast of champions. It's not really that hot. They write the word fire on there, but who are they kidding? But it tastes like something. It's the only one worth using because I tried that Diablo sauce. I open up that black packet. It says Diablo. You think it's going to be sinister. You think it's going to be ghost peppers inside, but it's cleaning fluid. Maybe I just mindfully tasted a bad packet, but I've never isolated it before and it tastes like cleaning fluid. I've been using this stuff for months now. I feel like a fucking fool. Hopefully they bring back Verde sauce soon because that tasted pretty good. Although, to be honest, I never mindfully ate a packet of Verde. But I can't believe they put it to the sword so that they could offer little black packets of Windex instead. So stop pouring Windex on your food and just stick with the fire sauce until further notice. So on to my mindful eating of the habanero nacho quesarito. When the quesaritos came out, it was supposed to be a big deal. And they're pretty good. They're messy. This, this was very messy. When I opened it up, it had already slobbered all over the inside of the wrapper. I, I, I savored each bite. I moved it around in my mouth and jammed my tongue between the cheese folds and tasted every molecule of that thing. And, uh, you know, what do you expect? It was delicious. It's delicious if you cram the whole thing down your throat and it's delicious if you sit there gumming it until one of you rots. So then I moved on to mindfully eating my Mexi-Melt. Perfection. Always a great idea. I don't mean necessarily mindfully eating one. That's up to you. But the Mexi-Melt is still the sleeper champion of the whole Taco Bell menu. It's the salsa or something they put on. You bite in and there's so much cilantro and beef and cheese and not a goddamn thing else. Just you and flavor without barriers and without limits. So if you have a spare two hours this week, I recommend you get a Mexi-Melt and just dissect it with your third eye or your third mouth. Hurricane West Virginia is the site of my favorite crime of the week. Two people living on society's fringe met a guy in a parking lot, some square gumball, and they offered him drugs and sex in exchange for a ride. And this guy was so square, he said no. I mean... The sticker says gas, grass, or ass, nobody rides for free. And they offered him two out of three, and he turned it down. So we know we're already dealing with a real blockheaded goon here. Uh, so they weren't having it. They whipped out a piece, and they took him to his ATM, emptied his bank account, and they went to Taco Bell and just started spending his cash. They spent $60. And if you look at these two people, they're definitely living life in the red. But they ended up eating $60 worth of Taco Bell that day, and that seems like a lot. Maybe not for me and you, you know. 60 bucks doesn't even scratch the surface for pros like us. But these two are like down to the bone, living the kind of life where 60 bucks worth of Taco Bell will probably feed them for two months. So I'm dying to know 
what they ordered. Did they stick to the dollar cravings menu, which would be insane? Or did they spend it all on high-priced freezes and salads and pizzas? I gotta know. Michael Smith and Casey Kincaid, if you're listening, if you smuggled in a cell phone in your prison pocket, drop me a line at borderbosseternal at gmail.com and tell me in detail, and I mean atomic detail, how your last $60 of freedom tasted. And I really hope you were smart enough to use the Live Moss app to put potatoes on everything. Border Boss.